0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Happy Hour Hoops, your one-stop shop for everything basketball all the time. And today is a very special day. It is the trade deadline, 2023. We yeah, and you know Kyrie got traded the other day. We had a nice little pod about that, and I'm I was thinking to myself that that's probably the biggest deal. We'll have some nice size deals. We thought the Raptors were gonna make some moves. We thought there would be some nice like solid role players helping def- helping out contenders, and everything else. And then at 1.30 in the morning, Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns. So <laughs> we, got, we got a lot to get into because all those trades pretty much did happen. And Kevin Durant got moved in one of the biggest trades in, legitimately in NBA history happening overnight. Um, so Jake Micah here, as always, joined by Steve and our favorite guest here, Amari McPherson. Amari, I want to start with you here. What was your initial reaction and what are you feeling now after sitting with it for not even 24, 16 hours that Kevin Durant <laughs> is a Phoenix Sun. I'll tell you what,
1: it was it was a surprise to wake up to, right? I mean, I wake up at six in the morning for, for work, happen at one o'clock, I'd had to do a double take. I'm like, make sure that, you know, I'm looking at the right channel. But I think it's actually good for both teams. I mean, the Suns have kind of been floundering in the West right now. I think they're, what, fifth maybe? And I think uh, Brooklyn could build, if they want to, around the picks and the players that they got back. Um, so I think it's a win-win for both. But I, I definitely like what the Suns got. I think that will give them that boost that they need. Like I said, they've been kind of average right now um, to get over those teams in the West. The Grizzlies are struggling. We've seen the uh, the, the Pelicans kind of fall after the Zion injury. So I think that gives them that boost that they need to – I'm not saying that they're going to get back to the finals, but at least make a, a push, um, you know, in the, in the playoffs right now, looking at a 4-5 matchup with Dallas. So I'm hoping that happens because if it does – Those NBA scriptwriters need an Emmy because I will definitely watch every game, every (laughs) minute. So I'm excited.
2: What about you, Stevie? I mean, I think, I think to Amari's point, I think Brooklyn got a pretty good return, but this is, this is crazy. This is a, a wild deal, one I didn't expect. And we talked about this on Tuesday, Jake, just a couple days ago. I was like, I think it's going to be tough for the Nets to trade Katie just because I thought it'd be a quick
0: turnaround. We, we after literally the said at deal. the end of the pod, we talked about it at the end of the pod, and we're both like, yeah, probably the yeah. summer, like it'll happen, but no right. way it happens. Now.
1: It,
2: exactly. I was like, there's no way. And I, I, I got to give the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets credit for getting a pretty good package in return. They wanted Mikhail Bridges. The Suns did not want to part with Mikhail Bridges. And they made sure he was in that deal. Probably, you know, put the pressure on Phoenix to get the deal done, saying this is the only chance you're probably going to get to get Kevin Durant. And not only that, too, but we, we talk about KD going to the Suns, which is a monster deal. You got CP3, you got Booker, you got KD, you got DH, DeAndre Ayton. But getting a pretty quality score off the bench with T.J. Warren in that deal, too, just kind of thrown in there. it's It turns the Huge. Suns into a legitimate contender in the West now where we said this was probably the last year where they were in that category, Jake, right? Where the window's closing quick. Not anymore. And you either got to do something crazy. Or you gotta completely rebuild. And what did the Suns do? They did something crazy and they said, let's go get one of the best pure scores in the NBA yep. with Kevin Durant. Because I'll tell you right now, if Devin Booker's fully healthy, if you if you think you're you're out of your mind if you think that team is gonna get stopped offensively with Chris Paul dishing it to Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I mean, that is a terrifying offense to stop.
0: So yesterday, the Phoenix Suns' new owner walked into the building at 11 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time to start his first day as the owner. And by 11 p.m. Mountain Time, he had traded for Kevin Durant. I don't know if if that if he gets if, if it's not him as the owner, I don't know if that deal gets done. I don't know if this happens. Like the the yeah. confluence of events and timing that that has to come for this to happen, and Kyrie, obviously, all that stuff is insane. For me, the Suns. I mean. I, the West, I still think they're I mean, I wasn't even thinking of them as title contenders without Durant. So now mm-hmm. they're officially in that conversation. For me, though, I think they are off rip the favorite in the West just because, of, like you said, of Booker's healthy and Durant. if If he is back to what he was when he before he was healthy or before he got hurt, they were seven on a 17 and two streak. And he was shooting, remember I sent you the one tweet that he was shooting like 79% from mid-range or something like that? It was something disgusting. And now he's on a team with the other two best mid-range players. Like one of the best mid-range players in the history of basketball and one who is well on his way to get there. This team is going to be able to attack you from so many different ways. And what teams in the West can really stop anybody right now, too, like contenders? The Warriors? The Warriors are really the most interesting team defensively now at this point after the moves they made today and everything they kind of did. But other than that, the Nuggets and Suns, when those teams match up, track meet the whole time. Mavericks, you can throw them in that track meet situation, too. We're going to get into what the L.A. teams look like after this a little later, but I think... They have to be in that conversation. The Kings, we know they like to run up and down the floor. Like all these teams, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies, yes. As all long these, as they're teams, not home.
2: And Jared Jackson's getting 20 blocks a night. They're, they're running <laughs> up and down the court.
0: Everybody. All these, and the East is going to be the exact opposite. The top of the East now, the Nets. Gone. See you later. Cavs, As you and I, Amari, that was the best news of the thing, I think, for the Durant trade, is that the Cavs can slot right back into that four spot, hopefully stay ahead of the Heat and everybody else, and the Raptors, whatever the fuck the Raptors are trying to do here. But the Nets are not as much of a threat there as much. But those top four teams in the East, if it's Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Philly, and Cleveland, it's going to be knockdown drag out like 90 to 87 games. It's going to be a polar opposites, it feels like. But for the Suns, for me, I just, I'm looking at it, booker and durant on the court together is better than any duo maybe not named tatum and brown but i still think i might even pick those two over those guys uh, i'm I picking those two you over could those make guys. the
2: argument for KD and booker. Kind of the, i mean i'm the but guy who's not on the show here. today jay no 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 but he's not well, no. here
0: today that's what i was gonna say i'm the guy who also told dunny to trade jalen brown for kevin durant too and for this exact reason to have just the two best players together on the court booker and durant offensively
2: just i don't know what you do to stop those two they could literally do whatever they want at all times if you're if you're ranking them, let's say they're fully healthy, right? In the playoffs, you're ranking them. Who would you want on your team? You got to go KD one, probably Tatum two, and then I think I'm going Booker three, Jalen Brown four. Yeah, for the playoffs. And I think- Tatum and Tatum and Booker are close
0: though, man. And that's not, no shame they to are. Tatum. That's no, that's where yeah. people need to put Booker. I mean, people lot people. I feel like the last year the narrative on Booker is just slowed down so much because of how they flamed out so poor and they mm-hmm. flamed out as bad as you can flame out. But, man, like, that guy in these moments, he's going to be there. He, he's going to be there the whole time. And now they have Durant. He's going to be there. He's going to meet every moment. Like, in a playoff series, going against those two in clutch time, it's just going to be such a challenge. What do you think, yeah. Amari? Like, what what do you think they are title-wise, West-wise, like, just big picture now?
1: I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still trying to like wrap my head around it because I'm, I think for me, just as a basketball fan, I'm just excited to see what they could do on the court because just like Steve was saying, you could literally do anything you want on the court. It's going to be buckets after buckets after buckets. So for me, like I said, they're, they're making their case in the West right now, especially you said with the Warriors, they're, they're kind of interesting right now, but the, the Warriors are obviously not at the team that we thought they would be and they're terrible on the road as well. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm counting them out, but I'm definitely not looking at them with the same eye that I was the past couple of years. So I definitely think towards the end, it'll, you think Phoenix will be in be in the, um, you know, in, in, at the end of it. And so I think Phoenix right now is, are the the, um, the odds-on favorite for the West. I don't know what that means come June. I don't know who they'll be facing. But interesting point, like you said, with who you want in the playoffs, whether it be uh, the two guys from Boston or KD and, and uh, Booker, I mean that's like the perfect matchup that I want to see in the yeah. summer right there. You're talking about the four best offensive players probably in the league right now. You could probably throw in Giannis too because he's pretty unstoppable. But for the sake of this conversation, take him out of it. Yeah, for duos, um, the duos. four yeah. best guy. Yeah, for the duos. Uh, t- you know, take those two teams. Take those two duos. I mean, it's just gonna be trading buckets. It's not gonna be that 90-87 game that Jake was talking about in the, in the east. It's gonna be all 130, 125 games, and we're gonna love every second of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely I'm so excited now that we don't have to talk about the Brooklyn Nets for one thing. Let's let's just have <laughs> that's why I this is a cheers. Hey. that for happy hour hoops. We do not have to talk about the Kyrie and KD Nets ever again
2: i I will be talking a little bit about the brooklyn nuts no we will that's okay keeps up his pace that's all that's the only exception right now (laughs) this this is a day of celebration
0: steve we can get to cam thomas too he has been absolutely balling out i mean it's just been like absurd what what's going on with cam thomas but um so why i don't know if we have any more durant thoughts here for the at least for the for the Suns. i think they're It's going to be really fun to see them. And maybe this is what Chris Paul just needs. Like Chris Paul being the third guy now, maybe it's will be what maximizes him. And yeah, I mean, him setting the table for Booker and Durant is going to be so fun. Suns at Mavs, March 5th. Suns at Warriors, March 13th. Suns at Lakers, March 22nd. Um, Just so you guys are aware, those those were the three matchups I was looking for. So that's going to be a couple fun weeks in March. Um we haven't had a KD versus LeBron
2: matchup since 2019, guys,
0: in the regular season. It hasn't That happened.
2: seems so it's crazy, so wild to me, right? Yeah. It's been that long.
0: And now they're now they're division rivals. Like it's know, now we, we get to see them ne- I'm not even thinking this year, hopefully next year like five times this oh, It's going to be awesome. But let's um the Suns I think we know where they we think we're you think they gave up too much i mean we didn't even talk about the return there's the four first round picks miles michael bridges um cam johnson and jay crowder who ended up getting rerouted um right away to milwaukee pretty quickly there but it's basically just they traded their wings and the, the picks i don't really care about to be honest because you're getting kevin durant yeah
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. As long as Kevin Durant stays with the Suns, I think it's a fine deal for them. If this is a kind of just, you know, a rental for the rest of the season and it kind of blows up in their face, they fade out like last year, which I don't think will happen. But then you can make the argument all the Suns kind of screwed themselves. I know they didn't want to give up Mikael Bridges. I know Mikael Bridges didn't want to leave Phoenix, so that was probably a tough piece for them to part ways. with. And you know how I feel about Bridges, uh, Jake. I call him one of, the perf- one of the most perfect teammates to have, where he's just that guy who does everything right, plays great defense. He hits open shots. He can handle the ball. He can pass it a little bit. He's just a well-rounded, good basketball player. So that's kind of a tough piece to get rid of there. I mean, probably needed to be done to get KD. But we'll see. I mean, if KD stays on the Suns, and this is this is the classic, our window's closing quick. What are we going to do? We're going to do something wild to open it right back up again and see what we can do. And here's the thing. If they get a championship this year, and if KD wants to, it. say they get a ship this year and KD leaves, and they just had KD for five months to get a ship, it was worth it. It was worth it because the whole thing for the Phoenix Suns here is doing doing the classic, let's get a wild deal to get a superstar and just try to win now. They know Chris Paul's getting older. He's 37. Booker's dealing with health. We know the DeAndre situation hasn't worked out great. But this is like, you know what? Instead of trying to fix all their problems at once, they're like, let's just go get the superstar and see if adding Kevin Durant can really help us short term. So I can't can't say right now if they gave up too much because – if you ask me right now, would I give this package up for Kevin Durant? I'd say absolutely. Every day. If you if you told me the championship window was starting to close and we got one last shot at it, and you say here's the package to get Kevin Durant, I go, all right, I'm doing that a hundred times out of a hundred because it's Kevin Durant. We'll yeah, say. no,
1: I agree. I don't I don't think they gave up too much. The only thing for me is that obviously we don't know look from being on the outside looking in, we don't know what it would have taken. And obviously, I mean, if I'm the Suns, I would have loved Kel Bridges. I mean, imagine that lineup with him on the floor. But like I said, we don't know. And so to to the point of the championship window, you mentioned Chris Paul. For me, I don't know what he's going to look like come playoff time. He's kind of been very below average for me. Obviously, we know he's getting older and he has those, uh, you know, history of injuries. But for me, that still doesn't count him out when it comes to the finals. I just don't know how Chris Paul is going to be. But even so, KD he still has what three years left on his contract so even if it doesn't work out this year you still got a little bit of time granted we don't know what that point guard spot's going to be looking like plus you keep your obviously your superstar happy in devin booker who's only in his mid-20s so you definitely extend that championship window as long as he's under contract you have i don't even know how many combined years they have together but at least kd has three years left on his contract that's the usefulness of devin booker who could still give you 25 night.
0: Yep, and Katie apparently wa- his preferred destination was the Suns. He left the Nets on good right. terms. They worked to where he wanted to go, so that seems good for him. And uh, Wendy gave a little bit of a nugget there that apparently Kyrie is eyeing the Suns in the summer. Uh, so just oh, just God. just note, just remember that. <clears throat> remember well, there's your there's, a, there's a Chris Paul replacement, I
1: guess, huh? Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a
1: there's a Chris Ky- there it program, is.
0: Man. Kyrie, Katie, and Devin Booker in Phoenix. It sounds that's that's what Wendy was was sharpening mm. up, and I'm sure that I'm sure that that. Sure that it's bumbling around there too, because Kyrie, uh,
1: LeBron for six months. <laughs> <laughs> months well, look at you, look at you,
0: Amari, because you are the king of segues today. Because let's go to the Los Angeles Lakers, who made the big splash last night. They traded Russell Westbrook, um, yeah. late, and we'll get all these deals up in a second here. But so the first trade was Russell Westbrook. In um, a three-team deal, the Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Minnesota Timberwolves acquired Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Great 2K player right there. Three second-round picks. And Utah Jazz get Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and the 2027 first-round pick from the Lakers. So they keep their 2029 first-round pick. Didn't have to get rid of both in this trade. Um, the Lakers also make deals here. I'm going to bring up our little, our little doc here so we can get a visual – on this the also made a little a couple other deals mo bamba steve's mo bamba is now a laker for pat bev who pat bev is free, not mo bamba is
2: freed from the magic he got he's he is finally <laughs> free.
0: did you see the did you see the picture he was like already moved out like he took a picture of like a u-haul and a mover that guy was ready to go oh, he's like, like la They treated I'm you that, up yeah. immediately oh yeah it's horrible God. I'm happy for Mo. I
2: hope he has a role. I'm happy for him. I really am. I think he's got super high potential. You know how much I love Mo Bamba. And to play with, you know, arguably one of the greatest players of all time to get him a lot of looks, I think it's going to help Mo Bamba. I really do. Yeah, no, I
0: think the Mo Bamba trade is um, underrated, I think, for what... I think the whole... Everything that the Lakers did today just made... And last night, just made them more solid everywhere. They really needed like just some kind of depth right they've got playmaking now then shooting in the guard when you, you have russell who's russell's been playing great the last month honestly. like a guy that wanted to get traded <laughs> that's what he's been playing like all it, the crazy video of him in his rookie year talk, putting ad and lebron in his all-time starting five and now he's going to be on the court with them this guy's going to be motivated to perform and just this, the youth that they bring back there malik beasley is a knockdown shooter great perhaps, shooter. tops he, doesn't, they, he does not need to play defense with the lineups they're going to be able to put out there, which is crazy to think because with Rui, LeBron, AD, Bamba, Wenyan, Gabriel, all these guys that they now have, like they have wings and they have size and guys that can, can kind of switch. And Vanderbilt too, who was out of the rotation basically. Another guy size can play the four and the five. Like all of a sudden they have size, they have rim protection, they have some like length. Reeves and Christie like get knocked down to where they should be, like eighth and ninth men. But they're pretty good, eight, nine, ten men on a team. Like this is not a team that, when you look at the roster, starting lineup, whatever, whoever they decide to start and everything, they if they don't make the playoffs, I don't even think the play in. I think they should be a six seed. But if they don't make the play in and then make the playoffs, this is like mass point because this roster today is, I think, much, much, much better than it was the other night when we were all that LeBron break history or make history and everything else much, so much much better,
2: better, much better and a much better shooting lineup. You look at a lot of the guys they gave away, even though, Westbrook struggles from the outside. Toscano Anderson struggles from the outside. Thomas Bryant, very inconsistent. Pat Bev, very inconsistent. And you add guys, Mo, you were just saying, he's a, what does Mo do great? He's a great shot blocker, interior defense, and he shoots the ball well from the outside. He's a great shooter. You add Mo Bamba there. D'Angelo Russell, a very good shooter, will help him. Malik Beasley, we just talked about. A great, just a pure scorer is what Malik Beasley is. I was joking when I texted my buddy this, but it feels like if the, when you look at the Lakers, This is your typical 70-win-2K team. This is just a team that's just going (laughs) to, like, the way they're built, it's going to go 70 wins. And I like it similar to with adding Rui, now, adding Mo Bamba, it's a guy who's had so much potential. You know that everyone knows the name because he's got, you know, the size. They got the physical ability. Mo Bamba with the wingspan, Rui's athleticism. And it just wasn't the right fit in Washington for Rui and Orlando for Mo Bamba. Now you get a chance to play with two of the best players in the NBA, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and really see if maybe you can get to that potential that these guys had a few years ago. I think it's a great move there. You got D'Angelo Russell, who, like you said, Jake, he probably was balling out to try to get a trade, and now gets to play in LA again with two of the best players that he wanted to always play with. And also, too, who was the one who was pissy about when LeBron broke the scoring record? It was AD because he wants to win. These are moves to win. Now they're trying to help LeBron and they're trying to please AD. And I think these yeah. are moves. I I give the Lakers. Uh, one of the highest grades, I think, of any team at the deadline, because I really like what they did, how they shaped their team. And this is coming from a guy who loves Russell Westbrook. And I think just never really kind of worked out there. But I really do like the way they shaped up this roster. This roster is 100 times better
1: than it was a few days ago. Yeah. I yeah. I, I For the Lakers, I, I think they definitely won the trade if you want to pick winners and losers. They definitely look a lot better, I think, today than they did the other day. For me, it's defensively. They they got, you know, yep. bigger with size, and they could stretch mm-hmm. out the floor. And um, because to me, their defense has been terrible, especially their transition defense. Like, watching That's that Hornets cool. game, they got a wide open layup off of a missed free throw. Like, how does that happen? Your defense is terrible. And granted, the Thunder are pretty excited offensively, but you should be beating teams like the Thunder when you have players like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And they just did not look like they had it that night. Hopefully, down the stretch... They look a little bit better. They're four and a half games out of the 60 right now, which may be asking a lot for the Lakers even, unfortunately. But I think that just goes to show that they're not completely out of it right now. As long as they, they don't even have to get hot, as long as they start winning some games, playing some defense, and obviously kind of get lucky with other teams losing, they could find themselves a six or seven seed. Who knows? But this is a, a roster and a team that should at least make the play-in Probably should also make the playoffs, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. But I think this deal, and especially the Mo Bamba deal, will increase their defense and get them hopefully into that playoff spot that they should be in. Yeah,
2: you talk about defense too, Amari. I mean, one of the pieces that no one's ever going to talk about because it's not a household name, but it's going to help with so much with depth defense as well as Jared Vanderbilt. That, that exactly. is what he is. Jared yeah, I Vanderbilt. I think he's
1: pretty underrated. I do too. When, when I saw and, his name come through that trade, he was one of the pieces where I was excited for the yeah. Lakers.
2: Just mm-hmm. watching him it. with the
1: Timberwolves last year in the playoffs. He he's not, like you said, a household name, but he kinda makes his mark. And he's a guy yeah. that if you I don't want to say if you know the game, because I'm not, like, super smart. But if you just pay attention, even the teams like the Timberwolves, he's somebody that you notice. And I think he can definitely help the Lakers with what they need to get to. Yeah,
0: and they got lucky that he would even be involved in that because, you know, Walker Kessler is just so good. And they were just like, we're going to play him. Give him the minutes. It wasn't even what Vanderbilt was, like, not doing. It was just like, we need to play the young guy who's balling out. And all of a sudden, you get thrown into a trade like that just because the Jazz have too many guys. Like, it's a great stroke of luck. Um, one of the other things, too, about this deal, I think you guys made a lot of great points, and especially defensively, what I'm thinking, too, Amari, is we know AD loves playing at the four. He would prefer to play at Gosh. the four. And now your starting lineup can be Russell, yeah, Beasley, LeBron at the three, or AD Obama at the four, in there. Mo or or yeah. Jared Vanderbilt. One of those two yeah. can be yeah. your starting five and be the five all game long, and AD can be back to where he feels most comfortable. He played great in stretches at the center this year. He doesn't like it, though. And if you can play him, and if he's going to be effect more effective at the four and more engaged, they clearly need that. With whatever was going on the other night and everything, and even be, beyond that, they need him as engaged as possible to start, like you said, winning these games, stringing the games together, so they can put themselves maybe in the sixth position. But you look at the standings too, and it is a. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be a knockdown dragout fight here, bro. Let's look at this, oh, yeah. and then we'll get into the Clippers too, because it's it's. All the same conversation at this point with the west when you look at the western conference like this is this is what we're working with for the playoff teams basically the the spurs and rockets are tanking they're out of it the jazz and thun the jazz i would assume are going to start trailing off a little bit the t- timberwolves so, a little bit maybe the blazers too there that was a weird couple moves today i don't know the blazers are like the blazers are so fucking weird dude because they just make trades that like they end up in the same spot He's like, okay, let's trade Josh Hart. We'll get this first round pick back in Reddish, who's not as good as yeah. Josh Hart. But yeah. then we'll trade for Tybal, and it's like, just keep Josh Hart. Like I feel yeah. like he does the good things that both those guys do. What are we doing here? Yeah. I don't know. But just this the the landscape of it here, there is some room for them to to get involved. But you would assume the Suns are going to be flying up the board there. Um, I don't know if they can even get to the Grizzlies, but. I think the Suns will be the three seed easily there. The Mavs feel like they're right in the same spot. The Kings right in the same spot. The Clippers, let's get into the Clippers here, uh, Steve. How do you feel about what the Clippers did today? Some um, They are First of all, the biggest move is they're rumored to sign Russell Westbrook when and if he's bought out by the
2: Jazz. Um, which would cover. be a, a great move for the Clippers. I, I feel like they played a little bit of musical chairs today, I guess. I mean, I don't... John Wall kind of wasn't really performing. He's out of there. They get Eric Gordon, who's a decent shooter, but Eric Gordon to me is just kind of an older Norman Powell, if that makes sense. Like he's just yeah. very similar. They got a repeat there. I really did like the addition of Bones Highland. I I thought Bones Highland was a great addition. I think Bones Highland they got for a steal just for only two second yeah, round nothing. picks from the Nuggets. I think that might what have been. the heck's
0: up with all the second round picks today?
2: We have oh, it was second, crazy second, second round, round pick, madness. pick madness. It was second, second round, round pick God. madness today. Dude, everyone's doing my rebuild strategy where you accumulate the low round picks and then you just try to trade up with just is this ball 2k? Ball. Are, we, know, are we actually it feels good? GMs? Like we're a 2k dude, <laughs> <laughs> <It's ridiculous. laughs> no, but i look at some of their moves and a couple of them were puzzling i love the bone silent i think that's one of the best value moves and then Mason Plumley for Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson kind of the odd man out here for the Clippers. Maybe not – and Mason Plumley playing above his head this year, definitely for the Hornets. Maybe not the type of player Reggie Jackson is in terms of skill, right? It's just maybe Reggie Jackson's a little better. But Mason Plumley is exactly what the Clippers needed. They needed another big to spell Zubak a little bit coming off the bench. And Plumley, very similar style to Zubak. Plumley's been playing well, and this is almost to the point where you could almost split these guys' minutes 50 50. And that helps the Clippers immensely having another big man like that, because the Clippers, a lot of times you will see they just sometimes the game script, they'll just have to play smaller. They won't be able to play big. And I kind of like this here. You add another big man in there. I love the Bones Island. These deals will make a lot more sense, I think, if they do get Westbrook, if he is bought out and they do end up getting Westbrook. But the Eric Gordon one feels kind of weird to me. It's just kind of like, all right, like you have Eric Gordon already and Norman Powell. And then I saw good things from John Wall. I know just still battling injuries, inconsistent. Of course, if they end up do getting Westbrook, I'd much rather have Westbrook than Wall. But it just feels like there are a couple swaps here and there where it was like, you didn't really need to make these moves. But I will give them credit on Bones Highland. I thought that was a great value. Loved him coming out out of college. And I really do think that um, he's shown a pretty big jump this year in terms of what he's able to do, especially when he was getting extra minutes when Murray was out earlier in the year. And just kind of odd man out in Denver. They just, you know, Denver would rather play Brown, KCP, obviously Murray over him but I think this will be a nice fit for him and then Plumley which might be one of the more underrated trades I think just Plumley's just going to help this team and a lot of people because Charlotte's been so bad this year don't realize how much better or how much more improved Plumley's been this season.
1: Yeah, for me this one this one's kind of conflicting. I feel like for me I can't properly rate it until You know, if we see what happens with Russell Westbrook, if they get him or not, because if they don't, then I don't really see the point in trading John Wall and Reggie Jackson, both of them. I know they both don't really give you much offensively right now. And John Wall, he's a little bit older, had the injury. He's only shooting 40 percent from the field, 30 percent from three. But he's not giving you a lot. He's also not really playing a lot either. But I think to trade both of them does you a disservice, uh, especially down the stretch when you're playing um, higher rated point guards in the playoffs. But if they get Russell Westbrook, then fine. I think he'll give you a decent amount of production. He's been really good off the bench this year, surprisingly. And then we saw what he, what he did uh, Tuesday against the Hornets. He was kind of their star player if you want to take out LeBron and the whole record-breaking thing. But he's looked pretty good even coming off the bench. So he'll give you some production. But other than that, I mean, I do like the Mason Plumey move. He gives you some some size in the front court that they desperately needed. But other than that, this trade really doesn't move me that much. I mean, you do get three second round picks, but other than that, it really doesn't move me. So for me, I, I'm just going to wait and see what they do to see if and when they get Russell Westbrook.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest thing. If it's not, if they don't have a backup point guard plan or a point guard plan, like I don't know what was going on here. I think. Go, I think because Gordon. What, totally, what other
1: point guards do they have right now?
0: Terrence Mann. they are not
1: going to start that's Eric it. Gordon at.
2: Yeah, it's Is be really it's a Terrence one man. though
0: no no, I, no I, I not, really. Really not really <laughs>
2: not really <Honestly>, i would <laughs> rather play i would rather play I'd bones than Terrence man at the one. Oh, i was gonna say i'd, just I'd rather PG play Reggie
1: jackson personally
2: oh yeah <laughs> if, you, if you had him <laughs> about, about,
0: about plumley and Gordon, mason plumley is the right plumley who was with the clippers before right i'm not getting the wrong twin yeah there. Pretty sure Mason was with the clip, and obviously Eric Gordon was with the Clippers before too. Yeah, I think so. So, I, I think that a part yeah. of it has got to be familiarity and bringing the band back together. Like, we looked at that West Standings Clippers 31 and 27, they're tied with the Suns and the Mavs right now. Do they, if they turn, I mean, we, we, the Clippers are the biggest enigma in the NBA, right? Like, they could, if they're healthy going into any series, it's going to be tough to imagine them. Like if they're playing to their potential, it's tough to see who can knock them out, just what they can do with their roster and everything. But they've never played up to that potential yet and haven't been healthy together yet. So
1: they're and just I also-
0: really interesting.
2: I think, too, what did we say about the Clippers a lot? They had such a loaded roster with so many guys. It's like, how are you going to find minutes for all these guys? Yeah. So the Clippers did get some extra picks, and they did get a couple other nice depth players. Plumlee and Gordon coming off the bench. Bones, Plumlee, Gordon, yeah. probably all coming off the bench. That's nice there. You know, Kennard's a solid player, but he just wasn't getting enough minutes. He's been minutes tough this Clippers. year, too. John, yeah, intense. John Wall has just been battling injuries. I really I like John Wall. I wish they would have kept him. But I I understand the move. And then like poor guy had to Reggie go back Jackson. to Houston. He hated Houston. I, I was so I sad when I saw that. Like John Wall was miserable in Houston. He was no happy to be gone. I feel I feel so bad for John Wall. And like you said with <laughs> Reggie Jackson, like that would have been nice to have as a point guard. But if if they're able to get Westbrook, that's a perfect Perfect spots for the Clippers. Yep. And I think that's finally a guy you run the offense through and you get Kawhi and you get Paul George and that, those one-on-ones, get him open. Because that was the biggest weird kind of thing with the Clippers. When John Wall was out and even Reggie Jackson to a point, even when he was healthy, it just was like, who's taking the ball up here, right? Who's running the offense? Who's yep. who's getting guys open? And Westbrook will take that role because that's the role he's been having his whole career. And that's why he wasn't really working out on the Lakers until he moved to the bench because he needs to have that type of usage. He needs to have the ball run through him. And I think it's perfect because it's going to be less shooting, more playmaking for Westbrook. But this is all, like I said, hypothetical if Westbrook does end up getting bought out and they do sign him. But I, it would be kind of a perfect fit. And I think, Amari, all these other trades would make sense. Yeah. But right now, you're oh, right, bro, Amari. They sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of leaning. It's almost like a math equation. They're kind of trying to bank that that they get Russell Westbrook so that mm-hmm. this whole thing fits. But for me, it just doesn't right now. And even Luke Kennard, right. I know he hasn't been having a great season. And this may be my Duke bias showing. But I think he's something that somebody that you could keep on your team that, at some point could prove useful. I mean, he's shooting almost 45% from three right now, and he's but only on Eric 20 Gordon. minutes. So that too. And so, I mean, I feel like, I don't know um, Eric Gordon's numbers, but he's more of a yeah. volume shooter. It's like the more he shoots, yeah, the more he'll bake. But how efficient is he really? So I don't, I don't yeah. really know how effective he'll be for the Clippers yeah. post-trade, especially if you don't get Russell Westbrook
0: yeah it's got to be rust They're depending on that we'll see what the buyout market looks like but the, i feel like the gordon thing as much too as like vibes like they're trying to bring the they're trying to like get this team to gel at the right time and bring these guys that were so important to culture and everything before so we'll see what happens let's move on like, plus to, go ahead plus
1: gordon really quickly gordon's name has been in trade talks for how many years all now? Year. yeah and <laughs> maybe that aided it too it was like okay well we'll bring him back to your point that familiarity was like all right yeah. we'll, we'll bring him back he's been here before We know, you know, it didn't end on a bad note. Let's just bring him in. He could score 15 a night for us instead of a team that's going to be in the lottery again.
0: Yep. On a note of familiarity, that's another great segue by Amari on accident because James Wiseman experiment is over in Golden State. He is dealt in a four-team deal. He's going to Detroit. The reunion... GP two back in go at golden state. They literally let him go, let him get his money. And they're like, all right, now, now you can come back. That will be love it, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Sadiq Bay going to Atlanta and a move that I love for Atlanta. And then five second rounders, which are all from Atlanta and Kevin Knox going to Portland. Um, That part of the deal. I, again, don't know what the fuck Portland's doing. Yeah. I, I,
2: yeah. Portland made no sense. at the Portland block, made dude. no sense.
0: They never make sense with their trades. Steve, Take it any which way. What was your biggest impression from seeing this crazy four-team
2: deal? I mean, I, I think it was really cool to see Gary P- Payton back with the Warriors. Absolutely going to help him with defense. Absolutely going to help him with depth with bench minutes. They needed to get rid of Wiseman. It didn't work. I have always believed in Wiseman's potential. Maybe a new spot will help him. And you know what? A young team like the Pistons, a young team like the Pistons that have a lot of you know a lot of guys. In Bro, the they have guard. like
0: seven centers. What is going I know. on?
2: It's- it's crowded, but hey, maybe that's going to make Wiseman, you don't know, start to care about basketball a little bit. Just try to reach the potential why he was a top pick in the uh, I NBA say, draft a, a Cade, years ago.
0: A Cade and Wiseman, if Wiseman is like actually could be James Wiseman, a Cade and Wiseman yeah. pick and roll is... It could be lethal.
2: but yeah. we'll see. That's a big question mark. And you know I love Sadiq Bey. I think Sadiq Bey just kind of didn't really fit in Detroit. He was in the starting lineup sometimes, and then he was coming off the bench, then he was going to be like the six-man role, and then he was just out of the rotation, just, and it felt like every other week it was just a different role for him. So going to Atlanta, I kind of like it there with Atlanta. Um, we'll see if he's more – I think he's going to be used more as a guy coming off the bench as like that six-man role secondary score, but that's what Atlanta needed. They really didn't have any of that. So I kind of like Sadiq Bey there. It's a It's a weird kind of trade because then you just kind of throw Portland in there. That's just like all right, like let's 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 get a guy who hasn't really panned out yet and a bunch of picks. But I they like just City didn't want a GP do like- My favorite is Gary Payton on the Warriors. I think it's just a it, that's the type of defense they need coming off the bench. The depth there, and obviously you talk about someone who's familiar with the team. Gary Payton played there. He won a He Won a title last year.
0: Last year. It's literally. So,
2: Gonna be like he shows up to practice and nothing's changed.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Damari. What do you think about this deal?
1: Yeah, uh, it's kind of a love hate relationship for me right now, and it both has to do with the fact that I'm a Cavs fan. So I do like this trade for the Warriors getting Peyton back. He does add depth, he gives you that scoring boost if you need it, especially if Steph's gonna be out for a while and you know be banged up with injuries. Um, so I do like that for them. I also do like Wiseman for the Pistons again. Even though I'm a Cavs fan, I'm almost rooting for him to find that potential because you can see it. And at, when Steve was making this point, it almost reminds me of uh, of DeAndre Ayton, somebody that who mm. maybe had questions about his potential. You could see it, right? But was he really living up to that potential, especially on a playoff team like Phoenix? Um, hopefully, he can he can get there. I'm certainly not rooting against him, but I do like that combination that Jake brought up between him and Kate Cunningham, who's obviously out for the season right now. So we're gonna have to wait till next year. But I don't know. I, I feel like that could prove to be a, a pretty entertaining duo in Detroit right now uh, for a team that's kind of been floundering since, I mean, the first LeBron years. I mean, really, they've been kind of bad for a while now. But um, the Blazers, I don't really know because what are you getting with Kevin Knox? Like getting to the point where you're trading away Josh Hart and getting Cam Reddish. what is What does that really do for you? I don't I mean, you get the second Why rounder, do they, why do they right? want Kevin Knox and Cam Reddish? Why that, do they want the old, I, bad That mix? does nothing – I, that, I feel like you're you're doing yourself a disservice. You're worse now than you were 24 hours ago with Josh Hart and the second round picks. What is that going to get you? You got and James, I like Yeah, he's I like good. But yeah, but I, I mean, you're you're looking at it in the championship window in, in the aspect of, of of Damian Lillard, you trade away CJ, who I thought was the perfect running mate. I mean, I hated that trade when that came through, but you don't want to trade him. Granted, he says he doesn't want to leave. But well, you're also doing nothing to get him where he needs to go. You're in the West where you have to compete against both L.A. teams in theory. Golden State, Sacramento's the 3C right now. What are they going to do? Dallas is always in it. Phoenix just got KD. So you're doing nothing but making yourself worse because you're always going to be either a first-round exit or in the lottery. That does nothing for you. So for me, the highlight is, is the Warriors and the Pistons. I like the trade that they did and the pieces that they got. That's going to help them down the stretch. So uh, just kind of wait and see on that one.
0: Yeah, we'll see, man. I, I, it feels like it's got to be something they. I hope there's something in the plan in the summer. Unless or they parlay unless yeah. they
1: parlay him in another deal with these second rounders or something. But yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. This does nothing for you this year. So maybe we will have to wait and see till, till and, the draft to see if they package him for something. But even then, what are you going to get? I mean, this is no disrespect to Kevin Knox, but it's Kevin Knox. You know, yeah. I mean, the guy that you just traded is better almost combined than the two guys you just got. That's so what I am That's what I was just going to say.
0: Josh Hart's the best player out of all the people that we've mentioned and why they should have kept him. Like, then he's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome on the Knicks, and New York is going to love Josh Hart. Like, the Knicks came away with such a winner, and I was – when I saw that trade, yeah. I was like, why? Like, what are you trading Josh Hart for right now? That makes literally no sense. And like I said, I like Teibel, but Teibel offers literally nothing offensively and then you brought two inconsistent offensive guys in Knox and Reddish in to supplement what Josh Hart was doing for you. It's just, it's weird. They got Jeremy Grant, who's expiring to like this. Year. Like they have, I don't know what their, what their deal is. And I don't, they, these are the trades they always make every year though. You're just like, what is Portland kind of actually doing right now? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, do you want to, let's get into the the rest of the major trades for the contenders today. So we touched on the Tybalt trade. Um, Tybalt going to the Blazers. Um, the Hornets get this V Mahalik second round picks and somebody else in there I can't remember who the third person was in there I didn't have it marked down and Jalen McDaniels going to the Sixers which I think that's a great trade for the Sixers I mean Jalen McDaniels Tybalt they they were basically they couldn't they didn't want to play Tybalt anymore they just couldn't stand that he literally couldn't do anything offensively and when you have a guy like PJ Tucker who is averaging two points a game or whatever he is like you really can't afford to have two of those guys Jalen mcdaniels ain't gonna bring that defensive juice but he is going to try to jump out of the gym and dunk on every single person and i think that's exactly what they needed from a wing not more of what title so i like that a couple of these other trades and then uh i'll bring it to you omari to talk just whichever one you want to talk about the nuggets getting thomas bryant it was a solid backup for for Jokic there, and obviously the Lakers with bringing in Mo Bamba, that was easy for them. And maybe they were just like, bro, why were you trying to call for the pass when LeBron's breaking a record? Like he legit looks like he thought he was getting a look, but. Whatever. Oh, yeah, um, yeah.
1: back it up. Got the hand. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting the ball. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, you, you're you're literally. It doesn't matter how much of
0: this match yeah. it is. You're not, he's not Bron, looking at you. Bron looked at that yeah. picture, and he went to Rob's office, and he's like, hey, get. get what is this guy doing? Get him out of here. Like, <laughs> Bron needed to turn into Kobe at that point. You're you asking for the ball right
1: now? No, you're not getting it. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Um, Mike but, um, Mascala going to the yeah. – I got two more. Mike Muscala going to the Boston Celtics, which is – I love that move for Boston. Um, Jakob Purtle going to the Raptors. He's back there again. And then the Bucks, the prize of, of free agent or trade deadline day. Jay Crowder going to the Bucks, and that's get two second round picks. The Pacers get George Hill, Serge Ibaka, our boy Jordan Nawara here, and three second round picks. Hilarious that George Hill and Serge Ibaka, the names we talked about last podcast, Steve, when we were talking to trade deadline, the, line, the mm-hmm. two most like big name overrated players and they both end up on the same team the jay crowder thing i don't really care about though but other than that what do you think uh, amari do you feel differently about that or where do you feel about these things
1: uh, i do actually feel a little bit different about that again i'm a Cavs fan but i kind of like this move for the bucks um he, he kind of reminds me of a, a lesser uh middleton he obviously doesn't give you that scoring threat but when he's on from deep i mean he's he's pretty good i mean he went to the finals in miami and then went to the finals with the Suns and for whatever reason, wasn't getting playing time this year. It just didn't work out for him, but he's been in trade talks pretty much the entire year. But um, I mean, I, I don't know. I I think in theory he hasn't played all year. So we're going to see what he's going to do, but this move for the bucks, I think it helps him down the stretch, especially if you know, other guys are kind of having off shooting nights. He'll give you definitely give you the defense no matter what. So him and Middleton on the floor, We'll see, but they're going to lock it down defensively, and then we'll see what he gives you from the outside shot because he's capable of doing that from a consistent basis. So mm-hmm. I think of the ones that you mentioned, that's probably my favorite one where I think, okay, well, I could see the, that being paying off this year. You know what I mean? So uh, the other ones, we'll, we'll wait and see. I do kind of like the Pacers one, getting in the uh, three-second round picks, Jordan Ward. and. Uh, George Hill, Serge Ibaka really isn't going to give you anything right now, but at least George Hill will give you some depth. And he'll be a backup guard. I feel like they have a lot of guards right now. But yeah, good, good vet for that room that too.
0: And he's and he's an Indiana yeah. guy. Like he's just like hometown exactly. kid. He's been there, he's run yeah.
1: there. Yep. But yeah, so the Bucks one's is probably my favorite one of the ones that you that you just uh, spewed off.
0: That's it's also a cool thing too. With Jay Crowder went to Marquette, went to college in Milwaukee. Now he's back in Milwaukee yeah. too. That's a nice little thing. What about you, Steve?
2: Yeah. I actually was going to go with the Jay Crowder one because I think it's just kind of gives the Bucks that guy who can play defense who, like Amari said, will hit the open shot sometimes and just has experience, right? He's a veteran. He's been in the playoffs many times before. It's a guy the Bucks need because I think that one of the big issues, and I said this just a couple days ago, with the Bucs, if they want to make a, another run, Jake, is they just have so much inexperience right now with that's Grayson true. Allen, Javon Carter, guys like that who are playing big minutes, which they're, they're all right. They've got talent. But it's like you need some time to have that veteran leader, have a little bit of grit. And that's exactly
1: he what going to do. He will Jake offer some of
0: spice, them. that's for it's sure. That's exactly what he'll bring this team.
1: <laughs> he's going to give that attitude. that team. He's going to bring some he's gonna spice. Be, he's going <laughs> to yes. protect the too, when, when people try to get ready yes, with it. Is. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Yes, he is. I I think it's a good move. He's
2: not going to be a superstar player, but I think it's going to be a great fit for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then the other one, too, which is an interesting one, but Thomas Bryant, when AD was out, was playing pretty well for the Lakers. Yeah, A solid player. And now you get Thomas Bryant, who... In my mind, kind of similar, not as much, but with Aaron Gordon, where he can shoot a little bit, but he's going to drive more. So he plays kind of more of a traditional center role than the Nuggets have really ever had. But he's also someone, too, if you want to play really big with the Nuggets and kind of go point guard Jokic, and have Gordon play the four, Thomas Bryant play the five, you can get away with that. And, oh, by the way, all three guys can shoot. So there's going to be floor spacing, but there's going to be floor spacing with a ton of size. And that's something that a lot of Western Conference teams don't really have if the Nuggets want to play big like that. So I think Thomas Bryant, kind of a unique one. We'll see what his role actually is in Denver, but it's something where I think it could be kind of an odd fit, but an odd fit that works for the Nuggets.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. Um, The I agree with you guys with everything you said about Jay Crowder, but I just I'm not a Jay Crowder fan. So that's what it comes (laughs) down to as much. I've thought for like five years he's like rated a little too high on people's things, Mm -hmm. but I do think they needed to do something like this. Yeah, like you said, they needed to solidify just the rotation and everything else. And the Bucks are need. We talked about it last week. The Bucks need to win now. Yeah. Like, there's an aging core. Jay Crowder doesn't make them younger, but at least you're doubling down on that veteran aging core that's ready to win right now. I, I like it. I like it from the perspective of, I think, honestly, the Bucks might be the only team I really like it for. Like, they're like the team that this is like the exact guy that needed to go to this exact mm-hmm. place. I think if another contender would have given up assets for it. And really, I mean, it's just second round picks. And Noara, you know, wasn't getting a lot of run really for them. And Ibaka, they didn't really, you know, th- those guys weren't vital to them. So it really wasn't a lot that they needed. You gotta win right now. I love Muscala to the Celtics though. Muscala is just gonna be better Al Horford. Like Al has lost a step, and that's what Muscala does. He plays great interior defense. People don't think that because he's Mike Muscala and he plays in Oklahoma City, and they just see this big white guy and don't think he can play defense. But if you look at the advanced (laughs) stats, like he's one of the best, like uh, one of the most effective rotation big like rim defenders in the league right now um at bat that i've looked at there were some stats go to nba university they were showing a ton of stats on how effective he is um interior defensive and he has a strap and that's literally all they need from their backup big is a guy who can protect the rim a little bit and who can shoot in those lineups maybe with robert williams too muscala is just the rich getting richer and they didn't have to give up anything for it i think they would have had to give up more for purdle and i honestly kind of like this more than purdle i like the fit better so but the celtics and the bucks i think it's Head and shoulders above the rest of the East right now with the with their additions and just the with the Sixers and Cavs as the other two teams. I don't think those two teams are on the level. The Celtics and Bucks. I don't think that's a surprise. I've been saying that about the Celtics and Bucks all year too, but it feels more evident today after the other teams didn't. I mean, I like, like I, said, there? I like Philly. I don't think they're the Celtics or the Bucks though. No, um, they might be in a tier on their own. It might be like yeah. Celtics Bucks. What the fuck do you do with James Harden Cavs? everything else because that's all that matters like if james harden balls out they they could win the title he's never done it before though so right. I, I won't believe it till i see it any other any other notes or anything off the trade um, deadline? that's the major trades there were some other like smaller trades with teams yeah. and, like not contending everything else um, but anything else that come you guys will go to steve then you amari and, and then i'll wrap it up here
2: the only thing I got, really, is there were just some teams I was surprised kind of stayed still. Like I was talking before, the Chicago Bulls. I'm really surprised the Chicago oh Bulls God, didn't though. do anything. It just seems it's like one of those teams. Toronto Raptors, another team where they had assets. They had guys everybody would have wanted OG and OB. Maybe they couldn't get a deal done. They said they were fielding offers. Obviously, you have Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam's future kind of uncertain with Toronto. You could have maybe gotten a big return for that, but they just – They didn't really do anything, which was surprising because those are those teams, like I said, that are kind of stuck in the middle. And then another team, too. I know the Pacers kind of took like that salary off and they got a bunch of second round picks in the Bucks deal. But I'm surprised the Pacers kind of stayed still with both Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I thought those were guys that a lot of teams would probably have interest in that would help contending teams. And I think the Pacers are still a year or two away. I know they've been playing above their head this year. But just a few of those teams in the middle, I was a little surprised, just kind of stayed put. And like I said, there was always going to be that one deal that we were shocked that happened. And it was Kevin Durant when I woke up this morning. So I did get what I wanted. I wanted the one shocking deal and didn't expect it to be at six in the morning. But here we are. But I was really kind of shocked that there were a lot of those teams in the middle tier that just kind of stayed still. And I think it's going to hurt them at the end of this year and going
1: forward. Yeah, in. I'm surprised I'm surprised the Raptors kind of stay put for knowing how much that they wanted to trade and kind of get younger and everything That's like such that a tease. To, to just do nothing and the fact that they have the assets that people will want and you probably pay a, a pretty good penny for it and they do nothing. The other team that I'm surprised didn't do anything are the Cavs to be honest. That's because as Cavs fans, we know that the one piece that they need, especially as you just said those tears in the east, it's kind of Boston and um other team i'm forgetting about but whatever the Sixers and then the Cavs. i mean you, you're you're not helping yourself in, the, in that case in the playoffs by not going out and getting a consistent yeah. uh, a wing score um because okoro and um hold up though hold up
0: about. amari will this change your mind this is from the athletic yesterday what? i sent this to i sent this to steve he knows exactly who i'm about to read you uh oh, here we go isaac okoro yeah and the month of January, forty seven point six percent from three. Well, I want
1: say he's hitting almost fifty percent of his threes from the uh start of the and of he's the, shooting fifty two
0: percent from the field
1: since January. But here's the thing I know for a fact, as much as I love saying it, I know for a fact that's not gonna get team in the playoffs. He's <laughs> gonna give you the defense between him and Levert, but not LeVert, so, Levert is so it. inconsistent, he'll give you oh, forty yeah. one night, and the next one gives you five points two. on like two of twenty shooting. Like, what are you doing? And then Okoro, his only reliant shot is an outside shot. Once people know that he can now hit that shot, they're going to lock that down and, yeah. do, and deny him yeah. the ball once the playoffs come. Is that is that your only strength? Is that, strength is actually slashing. That's his real key. And he's he to he's a good finisher, that. yeah. And he had to develop that outside shot. And now that he's shown that he can hit it, we don't know if he's going to do it consistently. So I personally would have liked to see them go out and get a wing that's a little bit more consistent than those two. The other trade that I wanted to touch on is Devontae Graham going to the Spurs for Josh mm-hmm. Richardson to the mm-hmm. Pelicans. I don't know how consistent Josh Richardson will be, but at least I think it'll give New Orleans uh, an additional offensive threat Threat. Agreed. Uh, alongside C.J. McCollum while uh, Zion is out, out because we've seen them flounder while Zion's been out with that injury. They don't really have many guys to go to offensively. Brandon, Brandon Graham um, Grant Oh, Jesus. What's his name? Brandon Ingram. Thank you. Um, <laughs> has been out with injury as well. And he's a guy that could get you 25. I, You know, a, a little dupe by showing there, but with those injuries and with your probably your best player on the team being injured for a, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of time now, I think the first 16 games it went three and 13, I think uh, that may be wrong, but I don't have the numbers in front of me, but He'll at least give you a a different offensive threat alongside CJ McCollum so that he doesn't have to do it all if and when uh, Ingram is out. But at least if you have Ingram, you could go to those three while Zion is out. So that's one that I think kind of fell a little bit uh, under the radar. Definitely.
0: That's an I. I really did. That's a great point, Amari, Because I liked that move by the Pelicans. They just like a team that's going to be in the playoffs. In those battles, you want a guy like Richardson off your bench that you can come to in depth situations, and just he's a great defender too. And he's gonna he's gonna give you effort and everything else on that side of the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I love that move too. I, I'm the Cavs. I. I wanted them to make a deal too, but if there wasn't anything that, like, if OG wasn't on the table and they didn't weren't going to pay for, I mean, Mikhail Bridges, that's a whole different story. But, like, if OG really wasn't on the table, I don't think Sadiq Bey was ever going to be an option because why would the Pistons trade with, like, right. I never expect division teams to trade to each other. And really, like, out of that, the rest of the wings, I don't, I mean, I would have, I wouldn't have minded Malik Beasley, but he doesn't really help the to- defensively cam johnson would have been awesome if he wasn't part of that big deal if he was just going out For sure. um and kobe said like in his thing like there wasn't any whatever move that would have been thing lavert's gonna annoy us all year though like he's just gonna he's gonna and, piss us and off and he
1: said that he said that kevin love there's no there's no discussion between buying him out so if you're yeah. gonna take him out of the, the rotation that's another big score that you're not having in the playoffs either yep. so i feel like those two things they're gonna mind, be you need to mark, go out with somebody
0: They're going to be in that bio market, though. They have to. I saw that. Thank you. You literally took the words out of my mouth. That is my dream, is Terrence Ross on the cast. The Bulls make no sense, bro. The Bulls, I don't know. I can't wait to listen tomorrow morning to my my – I can't remember what the guys are, their names are, but sometimes I just need to, like, catch up on Chicago, and they're Mm -hmm. going to be losing it because this has been (laughs) the talk the whole time. Like, blow it up, blow it up, make something happen, do something. And they did zero –
1: they literally no, didn't do anything. Nothing. I don't know what the fuck nothing. that team nothing. is going to do. Would it, would it have like, helped, though, really? I think they should just blow about it up. trading Levine away. So, who would you really acquire on top of that and Lavine's ball being inconsistent and injured? What have, I what, think what, it's what would you have done? I think yeah, I want to blow it up. I agree. So, I think they should have been sellers, if anything, and not buyers. Yeah, it. agreed.
0: Yep. yep, definitely. Vucevic is going to be gone for nothing now. Like, I don't know if they could have found a deal, but they could I would have taken five second round picks for Vooch. Like at least it's something. Like they're not there's gonna be nothing.
2: <laughs> and not for nothing. DeMar's thirty-three. Like Damar's getting up there in age two. It just I was shocked the Bulls Tough did That's the one team I was shocked did nothing. Because at what least I for say, Toronto, you're like, all right, the guys are somewhat younger. They could yeah. still probably get something for them at the end of the year. Well, they
0: can mm-hmm. sign and trade, they can sign and trade yeah. both Van Vliet and OG in the offseason. So, like, whatever's there. And Toronto, maybe with adding Pirtle, Toronto might have be like, We could we could contend in the East, like with our roster. They seriously might be thinking that. I don't think that. But if you look at like the way that they've think that about themselves and Mm -hmm. the team they put on the floor and how they think of how hard they were to play against last couple years in the Celtics and all these other series and everything. It's not out of the realm. And I, I, Masai, I I credit him for wanting to keep those guys together and, and keeping that flexibility. So I like the hurdle move a little bit. And not only
2: that, I mean, Scotty Barnes is probably the best month of his career has been this past month. He's been balling out and Pascal has, I think he's averaging like 25, seven and six. So yeah, I mean, we'll see, but I just I don't know. I Toronto just it's just a, if, weird, it's a weird. If if
0: if Masai is convinced that they're better than the Cavs, I see why they did that, and he might be, okay. and he might yeah. have, and you could you could convince yourself of that. I think if you wanted to be a Raptors fan and think that, go ahead, but you don't got Donovan Mitchell, so good luck with that. Um, <laughs> there you go. The Knicks, I like. I really love the Knicks getting Josh Hart. I said it earlier too, though, but I think yes. he is great. Move. perfect. I mean, that starting lineup now is. That's a pretty damn good line. If you put him, Brunson, uh, RJ, Randall, Mitchell Robinson, I I really like that starting lineup. And that's the
2: nicest thing I'll say about the Knicks. And it's Brunson, your point guard that you got this year, that's been playing his best year of his career, getting his college teammate back. You saw the reaction video where he was was elated that they got Josh Hart. So I think that's a great fit. And sometimes too, maybe that helps Josh Hart a little bit. Now playing with the guy you played in college, your point guard, who knows?
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I saw Josh Hart's tweet too, and he hit he added him and Michael Bridges, all the former Villanova boys, at dinner soon. So good for that to get them get the boys back together in New York City. Like that sounds like a good time. Yeah, but I think that I just yeah, I think it's good for Josh Hart. Love it for the Knicks. Um, I think they're gonna love him, New York, and everything else. Any any other final thoughts before we go here? I think we're all set here on the line. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: The Bulls go need ahead, to Mari. tear down. The Bulls need to tear down the builder on Alex Caruso. Um, if you also want to talk about uh, <laughs> the, the starting lineup in New York, I know this is NBA, but can we talk about the WNBA? Because the New York Liberty right now, yes. their yes. lineup is looking scary. I'm calling for Aces-Liberty Finals. In the summer. Oh, But you shit, know, bro, the Aces, the Aces, the Aces, speaking, speaking hold on. No, Jamari. no, 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 no.
0: Screw your cheating-ass team, Steve. No, they just break the them Aces? up. Give, give, bring oh, Kansas not back about to Chicago, the them cheating. No, I know he loves the Aces, though. That's so do I. Yeah, oh, yeah, what yeah. They're cheaters. The what you, what, yeah. you, what are you talking about? Come on, Top yeah. He paid. He paid with some. He paid with some Vegas uh, casino chips or something on the table. I don't care. Some I don't care. You, you know what? You know what? Have you what? Have
1: Good. 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 Good for them because WNBA players no, are not paid. Enough, paid. So good. They should
2: be getting paid. Good, good for yeah. them. Yeah. First off, secondly, I, I love Mark these Davis two, core, these two super team juggernaut teams are gonna help immensely grow the game dude, of the WNBA. Dude, what are and the? Not, I want,
0: I'm so excited to see what the ratings are for oh, the first I, a's, dude, a's. I know Liberty. it better be like ESPN, like Friday, night. like they better give dude, it the whole thing because I think they could get like million million viewers, like more than like they, hockey, baseball, national games, and, they and can. that's and that would be that's huge. what you
2: need. That's what you yeah. need to grow the game. You need star yeah. power, and you need these type of big, exciting teams to watch. You look at the Aces, and I know Amari. You know this as well as I do. They got five top twenty players in the WNBA in their yeah. starting lineup. You got Kelsey Plum, who was a first, the first, first all team, first all team, and was the second leading scorer in the league last year. Obviously, she's my favorite. You got Chelsea Gray, who was just a monster, amazing. In- Playoffs wow. last year. Unbelievable. I mean, she was cold blooded in the final in the fourth quarter of the final two minutes of every day. She was shooting the lights. Yeah.
1: She couldn't miss it in the playoffs.
2: She, she no, could she not miss. You have Jackie Young, who was the most improved player in the WNBA last year. Asia Wilson, who was the MVP and the finals MVP, won another and MVP. Add- and then you add Candace Parker, who has pretty much every award and every you know the championship a- you yeah. need. And you yeah. add that into that team right there. You've got potentially, if you want to go with Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, yeah. and Candace Parker, three potential top five players in the WNBA on the same team. Yeah. And Jackie but that- Young and Chelsea Gray's the other two are very, very good. With Ch- Chelsea Gray being top ten, and Jackie Young probably right around in the teens. I mean, this team is
0: insane the biggest thing between the the two of them because uh, that big 3 like it's it's going to be hard even for the liberty to match with Stewie and VanderSoup but if, if Sabrina takes another step and she's like like yeah. she could be the best player in the league this year she no one well. be surprised I would say, i'm and scared of the terrifying. liberty
1: frontcourt they they've got the size and the scoring <laughs> yeah uh, the liberty frontcourt i mean in the past couple of years their starting lineup has all either been an all-star or an mvp i mean that that almost parallels with with the aces and the the recognition that they have. and the aces Most of their players the past couple years have all been, like, number one picks. Like, that's how good they are. And that's how – I don't want to say lucky, but that's how good they've been in the draft. And then to get these talent that they're worth the number one pick and they're all in their team playing really well all together at the same time.
2: Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy because if you remember the playoff series last year, Seattle versus the Aces, Stewie single-handedly almost took out the Aces with yeah, the way yeah, she yeah. was playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously Sue Bird was great too, but it was really Stewie that was basically carrying the Storm to almost beat the Aces. And now you get Stewie who's playing help. with John Quell Jones and Sabrina Enescu. Mm-hmm. John Quell Jones won the MVP two years ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she got you got problems. Don't, for, don't forget I mean, that I,
0: Courtney Vandersloot is one of the best shooters in all of yes. the WNBA For sure. So like oh, the spacing yeah, they're going to have. And she inside. another
2: one oh. who wanted wants to play with a player. I think that always helps. Vandersloot wants to wanted to play with Stewie. They wanted to play together. I yeah. didn't think it'd be possible they'd team up together in New York, but you do. And like you said, Jake Sabrina could be the best player in a year or two. So I'm I am too Amari. I'm just hoping. We get an Aces. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping oh, Sabrina. Yeah. Everybody
1: should be. I'm hoping Sabrina kind of makes that jump like Kelsey did. Obviously, she was mm-hmm. hurt. She got hurt her first year, but we saw what Kelsey did. Uh, she was mm-hmm. kind of found her in the first couple of years, and we saw that jump that she took last year. I'm hoping that Sabrina almost matches that because we know she's a double double threat almost every night Absolutely. with her production and the playmaker that she is. So I'm hoping that you know she really comes to her own as she gets more um, mature and, and develops as a player alongside. I mean. A, Probably the best big probably right now in uh Stewie alongside Jonquel Jones. I mean, that is yeah. just scary.
0: Terrifying. Terrifying, yeah, definitely. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year between those two at the top and just see where it's else everybody else falls behind because they're gonna be everybody else is gonna be gunning for them. They they, so they need to carry the load complete. just
1: because the, everybody else around yeah. them right now is kind of floundering. I mean, I don't know what Phoenix is gonna do. Diana's getting older. Uh Stewie mm-hmm. and Two Birds just left the storm. I mean, I don't know what else you're gonna do. I don't Chicago's think Chicago's um, <laughs> Yeah, I, don't so think, I was just gonna say we're yeah, t- Chicago's taking for Paige. Everybody's
0: taking for Paige at this point too. That's gonna be a problem.
1: Connecticut. I was yeah. gonna say I don't think Connecticut is gonna do much. They just lost right. Quail, even though they were in the playoffs two years ago. I don't really see what anybody else is gonna do outside of those two teams.
0: It's gonna be a lot of tank if if Paige Bucher's cut. Whenever she comes back, she looks like she's supposed to be. It's just going to be taken for, for her, I think. Caitlin Clark, point. too. And Caitlin Clark, don't too. Forget yeah.
2: about Caitlin Clark. Yeah. She's unbelievable. I don't know. Is,
0: is Caitlin Clark going to leave, though? Because I thought she – wasn't she going to come out last know. year and then didn't? I don't know, but she's putting up buckets like every right day now in the draft class. Okay. All right. I would hope so. But, yeah, it's – I mean, there's – there's definitely, it's an interesting year because the, like you said, those two teams are so stacked, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a big draft class coming in too. We'll see what happens with some of these teams. Probably like
2: the best draft class in a while for the, Yeah, I mean, this loaded. is a loaded draft class.
0: So it's going to be fun. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Thank you, Amari, for joining as always. Thank you, Steve. Follow us wherever you get your podcast. Follow us at Happy R Hoops 1 and follow us at Trainwreck Sports. Have a great night, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week no more no more craziness we're not going to miss nothing we'll see how it looks over the weekend um, and ne- next week we have all star so it'll be a, it'll be a fun yes, we week we'll do. Think of something fun for all star so have a great night folks